0: Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter, and the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, I'm torn between single life and love. What should I do? Well, this email's from a guy, he's in his early 30s. He says he's doing well, he's a musician, he's also getting his master's degree, and he's doing well with his purpose and mission in life, and he's doing well with the ladies, obviously, because he's been falling yours truly he's read the book a bunch of times and a few months ago he reconnected with a woman i guess that he dated and probably screwed up with when he was younger and so things have been going well but he also feels because around 30 especially if you're 30 you get a lot of pressure from friends family your friends are typically settling down getting married some of them are starting families so he feels that kind of pressure to settle down but he doesn't He doesn't really feel like he's ready to settle down yet. He loves this girl, because obviously he didn't get a chance to really date her before. But he says they're both leftists. (laughs) So I guess that means they're Marxists, communists, give all most of the control of the government or the people to the government, because they believe that it won't be corrupt obviously it was, so what's interesting is that he and his girlfriend are both leftists but she's like an extreme leftist and so they're they're constantly butting heads on political issues which I I find amusing it's it's pretty funny but he's of the mindset he's like you know I don't I kind of like to have kids with several different women and not just settle on having kids or being with one woman for the rest of my life so he's he really cares for this girl, but they're butting heads. Their values are kind of opposed. They don't – even though they're both leftists, she's more of an extreme leftist. And he's maybe more of towards the middle. Maybe they, – they don't really exist anymore in the Democratic Party, but like a JFK-style Democrat. I mean today, JFK would be considered far right even though he was a Democrat when he was president back in the 1960s. So it's kind of in- interesting – So he's like, he's torn. Like, what do I do? Do I stay with her? Do I go? Should I stay or should I go? Like the old Clash song. So that brings up some interesting things here. And for those of you obviously are very familiar with 3% Man, you know, I was kind of in the same type of situation when I was in my mid-20s. I was in a relationship with my girlfriend who eventually became my wife. But deep down, I didn't feel I was ready to settle down and get married and start a family. But I was full of fear. I had pressure. Everybody around me is starting to get married. My high school buddies are getting engaged, getting married. Some of them are having kids right away. So if there's that that pressure. Then they're like, when are you going to put a ring on that, Corey? When are you going to get married? And because I didn't have a lot of experience and things were better with my girlfriend, future wife at the time, than they had been with anybody else that I had ever dated. And hell, I was 25, 26 at that time. And I'm thinking... Man, I, look how long it took me just to get to this place where I have a pretty good relationship and a girl really cares about me, really loves me, and just for me. And part of it was I wasn't obviously as into it as she was. And but I thought, ah, must have cold feet. That's got to be what it is. And then I talked myself into it. Even when I bought the engagement ring, I remember sitting in my bed looking at it. And it's like it was yesterday, but it was 27, 28 years ago, whatever it was at this point. And going, man, I'm going to take this back. I just doesn't feel right to be getting engaged. But I talked myself into it. I felt guilty. My girlfriend would get upset when we would talk about it. Why don't you love me? What's the matter? Why don't you want to marry me? And it's, you know, I sort was of dealing with waterworks. And it's like I felt horrible. I was just, I was in the same place. It was kind of torn. Deep down, my intuition was going, don't get married. You're not ready. You're not at that place. But I went against that and obviously for those of you read the book you know after a year being married I dipped just because she was trying to get pregnant and she could tell I wasn't fully present and I was like man if if I have kids now at 26 27 years old I'm gonna end up raising my children in the same kind of family that I grew up in which I'm trying to avoid because my parents were always always yelling and screaming at each other and lots of drama not just between them but other members of the family and it's like I don't want to raise kids in a dysfunctional mess cuz I grew up in that. And so I can really when I get emails like this from guys I can really empathize with where they're at. So cuz these are important things. If you're going to get married, I mean especially if you're in a blue state and that it doesn't go well, you're you're totally upside down from a position of leverage. And I I would encourage people to to have some kind of a civil arrangement and not involve the government. Just because the more you involve the government, just, I, you know, the, the, what I love about America is it was designed to keep the government. That's what the Constitution, the Constitution wasn't designed to restrain the people. It was designed to restrain the government from in, infringing on our rights. And so it's like everything is designed. You know, the founding fathers were geniuses. But obviously, if you look at the leftists today... That are being educated in the educational system. What are they taught? Oh, the founding fathers are a bunch of slave owners and racists, and so therefore, Constitution is just this old paper document. We just need to get rid of that. And you indoctrinate kids for enough generations—50, 100 years. You know, 50 years from now, the kids gonna grow up and they're like, "Oh yeah, let's do away with that co- that Constitution. Let's have a socialist, Marxist, communist paradise. That'll be great." Meanwhile, it's been tried in over 100 countries at this point and on six different continents, and the body counts somewhere around 150 150 million. But ah, but it wasn't real socialism. But the problem is when you concentrate all power in a small global governance authority like the World Economic Forum guys want to do, what ends up happening is if you look at Russia or... China or Maduro and Venezuela, you end up with a mafia elite that you can't get rid of. You're looking like North Korea. That's what happens. It always happens. That's why our founding fathers distributed the power. All you know, if it's not if it's not specifically given to the federal government, the Constitution, it's reserved for the individual states because they wanted to distribute the power across all the states of the union. Because they knew it would become corrupt. They knew the elite would try to corrupt the system and and pull all that power back into themselves and then you just end up with a ruthless mafia that you can't get get rid of but a little political history there it's like it's amusing to me when people are like oh i'm a leftist it's like what does that mean these days i'm not a fan of it but let's go through this guy's email i'm sure people will be bitching about my little political rant there but hey it's my channel i'm gonna talk about what i want if you don't like it just click unsubscribe and you won't ever have to see me again so he says hi coach trust all as well as always i wanted to ask you a short question i think i might have i think i might have a longer answer i'm a seasoned student of your work and you've responded to some of my emails in the past i've read the book more than 10 times and have enjoyed the many successes of your work in both long-term relationships and friends with benefits I'm in my early 30s and still going for my dreams and aspirations and building the life I want. I'm in a good place in my life, playing and performing music, getting poetry published, hitting the gym, going back for my master's degree. But I also feel like I've hit a fork in the road. <clears throat> as you know, at around my age, well, it started for me in my mid-20s, people will start settling down and having children, especially as our parents get older there's social pressure to stop fooling around and get serious yep that's why you, you, got, you listen to many voices but speak with your own because if your intuition is telling you eh, this is not right what i found in my life every time i went against what my intuition and my heart was telling me it typically didn't turn out well While I had fun in my 20s and even more fun after discovering your work in my late 20s a couple of years ago, I don't feel like I'm done yet. I'd still like to travel the world and sleep with women from other countries, and I also want to keep sleeping with younger, sexy women in my area. I've always liked the idea of having children with a mix of women from different nationalities, a kid with a black girl, a South American, European, Asian, etc. It may sound silly, but that's always seemed appealing to me, and I think I can. I feel so confident with women, it's easy to talk to and open them up with the knowledge that you've given me. Well, what you're going to encounter, because obviously I've had plenty of experience like this, is that when you talk about these things, most women that you're going to meet, like they're going to be diametrically opposed to that. And I'd say probably the majority of them are they're not going to go along with it, but some of them may. The important thing is, especially if you're going to try to live in the same household, the girls are going to have to like each other. And if the girls don't like each other, you're going to be miserable. The clients I have that are Muslim, guys from the Middle East that have multiple wives, I I don't believe I can that I remember any of them are all under the same roof. What they typically do is they have a house. Each wife has a house and they raise their kids there. And during the week, he spends a few nights with one wife and then another wife or the third wife and... But that gets expensive and just because you get a bunch of women together, they get kind of jealous and insecure of one another and it creates drama. So my Muslim clients, the overwhelming majority of them, what they do is they have them in separate houses, but you got to be well off and financially well off to be able to afford multiple residences for each of your wives and your kids. So that's another consideration because it's very expensive to raise children it's a 20-year commitment so it's got to be somebody that you really like somebody who shares similar goals similar values and, a, and women that you're like i'd like to have children with them i'd like to have her or them as mothers of my children but like i said for to give you the least amount of drama you're going to probably want to keep them separate in different houses like so that's what overwhelming majority of clients that especially the muslim guys that have multiple wives that's what they're doing they, they have but like i said these guys are always well off and so they can afford it so if you're a struggling musician and you're going to have four or five wives that's going to be a difficult challenge because it's expensive number one it's expensive just having one girlfriend or one wife and having kids with her and you know if you get eight or ten kids and three or four different women i mean you go the route of like nick cannon but it's like that's you know what happens is you have a relationship, you have a kid with her, that relationship ends, obviously you still have the kid and then you start a new relationship, you have a kid with her. So it's there's a lot of things that you got to consider there because women are very they get very jealous because they worry about losing their provider. And so if you're even when the girls like each other shit's going to come up. It's not going to be easy. So you have to consider who you're going to be with. And like I said, they got to like each other. If the girls don't like each other, it's going to be hell on earth. You're not going to like it. So he says, my dilemma is at the same time, I see the appeal of love and being with one person for a long time. In the last three months, I've been spending a lot of time with a woman from my past. Things didn't work out when we were younger, but we rekindled and kind of had the love affair we robbed ourselves of. I love her, but we have some diametrically opposed views and values on politics and society the, uh, that often drives wedges, big wedges, between us. We're both leftists, but she's the one, one of those leftists who polices pronouns and speech while I'm totally against that bullshit. Yeah, it's like I was talking about earlier. It's people on the left tend to be the totalitarian ones. They're the ones that you know root for the government to come down and crush you over the head with a baseball bat when you don't comply or you don't take the injections that they want you to take or they don't like it when you have guns in your house they they believe in an all-powerful government and you know we'll just have a great society because their heart's in the right place but what they always ignore is history and the fact that when you concentrate a power it's like Lord Acton said who was a British politician in the 1800s he says liberty exists in the distribution of power and tyranny and the concentration of it and though socialism and communism sound nice on paper everywhere it's been implemented what ends up happening is you get the most ruthless people rising to the top and they always disarm everybody that's one of the first things they do when they take power even Mao said is like our power comes from the barrel of the gun and if the people are disarmed and only the government and the government agents have guns, it's like you can make people do whatever ever they want. I mean, in China, what they do with people is they harvest their organs. When they've decided that, that you're, you get treated like a drone, and drones are disposable. Whereas in the United States, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the war because it brings up some interesting points. And under communism, Marxism, socialism, leftism, where the government runs everything the people are disposable drones you don't comply that's why the chinese is like hey you're a criminal you're this or that they'll harvest people's organs they they don't care you're just what can we get from this person's body that's useful to the collective whereas the united states it starts out right in the second line of the declaration of independence it's assumed there's a creator and we're here at the pleasure of the creator therefore the government needs to stay out of the way in essence it's like so the whole country is built around the idea that you're here because the creator put you here in other words it's god's will that you're here and it doesn't matter whether you're an atheist or not that's what's assumed that there is a creator and you're here and therefore you're endowed with certain unalienable rights which means they can't be separated you life liberty pursuit of happiness And that's why we have the right of self-defense, because you're an individual. You're a precious individual. You have a divine spark in you, if you will. And therefore, you're not just a, a disposable drone of a collective. You have, everybody has equal rights. American citizens are supposed to be the equals of their government. And so when you have that mindset and that philosophy, and you look at like the weapons that we're supplying Ukraine with, versus the type of weapons that the russians have just look at the tanks so you take the m1a1 abrams tank and it's got you know a a really good armor for it it has all of the the rounds that are for the gun are in an explosive proof compartment with a door that slides open the gunner pulls the round out the door closes And so if the tank gets hit and the ammunition detonates, there are doors in the top that are supposed to explode out. And so the explosive force of all the rounds going off blows out the back of the tank. You're going to disable the tank, obviously. But your crew survives and all of their training survives. And you just give them a new tank. And they can be right back in the fight the next day as long, obviously, as they're not too severely injured. Whereas in Russia, when you look at all their tanks and their autoloader system, the gunner is basically sitting on top of all of the ammunition and all of the powder that launches the rounds out. And so when the hull the of the tank gets penetrated, it ignites the ammunition and all the powder. And that's why they call them pop tops. And if you've ever seen any of these things explode when they get hit i mean sometimes these multi-ton tank turrets go flying hundreds of feet in the air and so you lose the tank and your whole crew dies and it's just it, that's the mentality of the drone the collective of communism marxism leftism that builds that kind of weapons where yeah, who cares if the people die there's always more right if you look at the what happened with the russians during world war ii they didn't have gun, enough guns for everybody so they painted broomsticks black and they made everybody charge the German lines. And so the only way you could get a gun is if somebody that had a gun got shot, and then you would just pick their gun up, and then now you got a gun. And so they would do, and they did the same thing in Bakhmut. They were taking those prisoners right out of jail with no no training and making them do charges, basically, towards the Ukrainians, because the Ukrainians would fire on them, and the more experienced troops would sit in the rear and figure out where the Ukrainians were so they could call artillery in or know where to attack them at. And so, these, you know, all these, these guys that got out of prison were, like, they got mowed down. They call them, what, meat charges or, or something like that? Or It's like they just, it was like a, a meat grinder. And what just happened over this past weekend, Prozigan, I don't know how to say it. He was the guy that ran, runs Wagner. He basically drove the rush. you know, his, his forces were literally on the outskirts of Moscow. And I guess the original intent was that he wanted to... Um, take prisoner what's his name shogu and uh Gazmarov, that was his name uh valerie Gazmarov, the two top guys in the ministry of defense and that was their plan and when you look at like russia you got putin you got it was interesting the guy that's the head of wagner he used to be a, a cook he was P- putin's cook and so you got a bunch of oligarchs in russia that are basically fighting am- amongst themselves and i was i've just been reading that now Putin and the Russian military is purging their ranks of anybody that was friendly or supportive of of the Wagner rebellion, if you will. And so now they're all fighting amongst themselves, which is great for the Ukrainians because now they've taken, with all the Wagner people basically being booted out, they're losing 25,000 of their most experienced and battle-hardened troops, which is good for the the Ukrainians. But the point being is that People that the the extreme leftism, communism, Marxism, socialism—it sounds nice on paper, but in practice, you end up with a ruthless mafia elite that you really can't get rid of because you don't have guns. you You can't really do anything anymore. And so that's why you know that's just one of many reasons why I'm diametrically opposed to that stuff because it infringes on the rights of the individual. So, anyways. I can understand here it's like he, I would say this guy's maybe a little bit more towards center left I guess if you will. He you know, he believes in free speech and whereas his girlfriend is a you know, the pronoun police and misinformation, oh you can't say that that's offensive speech kind of stuff. And one of the hallmarks of our society is free speech. We're supposed to be allowed to say what we want even if it's offensive to people. That's why it's written into the bill of rights and the constitution because if you can't you can't solve problems unless you can talk openly and honestly about them and when you say things that are the truth like especially just the things that i said about marxism and socialism and all that though i'm sure there'll be some dudes in the comments it'll be telling me what an idiot i am and real communism's never been tried Corey. you don't understand blah blah pff, like you know whatever meanwhile ignoring all of the history and the reality of what happens when those ideas that sound beautiful on paper we're going to have this beautiful paradise we're all going to look out for each other but when you do that when you destroy the state and you institute communism you just it's only the most ruthless mass murdering people rise to top i mean you look at putin he, he ran the kgb and yeah it's like all of the people that became the big oligarchs a lot of them under the soviet system were just like the bigwigs that ran the army and the different industries for the communist government and so when the wall came down and the soviet union collapsed these people that were basically running everything became the billionaires of russia so in essence the elite are still kind of running everything the mafia elite if you will and they're pretty ruthless i mean putin's poisoned with uh What is it like the radioactive isotopes? Several of his enemies, and so everybody's debating now what's going to happen to the Wagner guy if they're going to knock him off or, or or whatever it happens to be. So, and so I can understand. It's like having a girlfriend that's far left, and you're on the left. It's just, I think it's funny. It's it's amusing, but you know a lot of their ideas are just based on ignorance of history because they just don't know anything. And then when you tell them that, they get really pissed off because they like to think that they're the educated and enlightened ones when nine times out of ten, they don't know what they're talking about. So anyways, if you got a question or – so, so back – let me just say before, you know, with this guy here, if it's – the way he's feeling about the relationship and her is like, don't get married, don't settle down if it doesn't feel right. You have to think in terms of, is this somebody that you want to have kids with? And if you're only three months in and you're already buttonheads heads on politics, it's probably not going to work long term unless your girlfriend moderates her political views or you adopt more leftist views like her. But like I said, you're diametrically opposed to that. Maybe she'll chill out. Most people that are on the left or think of communism and socialism are great when they're young. They become entrepreneurs and business owners and they see how much of their money gets taken by the state and how much interference the state has they typically move to the right because they want to keep more of what they've worked to earn, which is understandable. So I found in my own life it and you know because I've been doing this almost 20 years at this point that when you settle, when you go against your intuition, it doesn't work out well. And so I mean, you're 3 months in at this point, but like if you're already having big arguments, it's like I don't see how that's going to last. And so if I were you, I would keep it moving. I would keep dating, keep exploring your options and only settle down and have children with a woman when you you really are the mindset I want to have kids with her. I, I want to co-parent with her for the cuz you're that's a 20 plus year commitment that you're going to have with somebody to raise those kids and it's expensive. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed my little political rant today, but you know, this guy brought it up so I thought it'd be fun to talk about it, but I'm sure I'll piss off some of the people on the left. I usually do, but I don't care. I'm going to live and speak my truth, and that's the beauty of America. We can say what we want, and you can listen or choose not to. So if you've got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandrelationships.com. click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.